Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I know this is a podcast you did not want to have to search for, but I hope you always feel welcomed and heard through these episodes. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over a hundred different countries in almost all the continents. This should tell you that you're not alone as you walk out the hardest journey of your life. And it tells me that there's a need to talk about grief from a Christian perspective. If you're listening for the first time and you wonder who Monica is, well, she's the reason that Grief to Great Day exists. She died within six months of being diagnosed with stage four cancer, but her faith journey changed my life. It changed me. Her story could change you too. So if you want to learn more about Dying to be Healed, the book I wrote about her crazy faith and undeniable fortitude, go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief. Like it's not just about being sad. We talk about how to get through the day when you got nothing left and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to grab a hold of that. So I'll say it again. Your life will change and it won't always hurt like this. This is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you won't, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. You know, as soon as Monica died, I got all kinds of advice. Some came from people at work about how work is a great distraction. I didn't need to take time off. I heard from those I hadn't talked to in years telling me that Monica was in a better place and I should be happy for her. Those in church told me to read the Bible and they shared verses, books, CDs, DVDs, all the things. I was told to take it to the Lord because he knew. I had close friends who told me what to expect. Others shared confidence in how life would get better, though they couldn't tell me when, and still others who told me that this was my journey and not to let anybody else steer it. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for more than, I don't know, a minute, (laughs) you know, I've shared a lot of the same things with you. I knew Monica was in a better place, and I was thankful that she was no longer in such great pain. 
But I was living in the what about me world because my pain was so overwhelming. There are times to share, go read the Bible instead of, I promise it'll get better. There are times to comfort and just listen versus meet me at Chico's. (laughs) But all of it's good if it's coming from a place of love. It's really more about who shares the advice with you and when they share it. See, this journey, it is, it's a long and it's a winding road. And, oh, did your mind just go to that Beatles song? Anyway, I put the emphasis here on long. While the best advice and the answer to every problem or how to deal with every circumstance is to pray and read the Bible, a.k.a. build your relationship with God, the timing is important because when you tell someone that God's got you one day after the funeral, it can be a real turnoff and it can make someone's journey harder. As Christians, we know how important praying and reading the Bible are. So when we have that incredible brain frog, (laughs) fog, brain fog, That's going to be stuck in your head, isn't it? Brain frog. When we have that and exhaustion, our goal is just to get through the day. So picking up our old routine of reading the Bible and praying, it adds to the overwhelm. And it makes us feel like the person who gave us that advice doesn't understand. And it gives us guilt about how we can't, how we're struggling with faith. And, well, you get the idea. It is the only good advice to bring real healing. But physically, emotionally, and spiritually, you cannot absorb and process what has just happened and then jump into the Bible in the same way you used to. So how do you build a relationship with God when you may be one of the following? See if any of these hit you. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're feeling hopeless about your future because it's so unknown. Maybe you question God about why this happened, why it happened now, why it happened like it did. Maybe you even question that God doesn't exist. Now, that sounds weird for a Christian, but it's not. I'll tell you, grief will flip you on the inside and the outside, and those questions don't mean that you're a bad Christian. It means you're grieving. Maybe you're confused on the sovereignty of God, like why his plan is better than our plan, because it doesn't feel like it in the moment. Maybe you question your faith or the desire to even have faith anymore. Maybe you just want relief from pain so badly that you will settle for the next quick fix. For me, that fix was eating junk again. And I even thought about taking up smoking. I know that's weird. It was a weird thought. I realized and recognized that it was a strange thought. But I wanted something. And the only reason I didn't was because my dad died of emphysema. Maybe the bigger question here is, how do you even desire to read the Bible right now? There are three things that are going to help you get closer to God and in turn have peace and strength and purpose and truly heal. Everything else out there, 
is just momentary relief from pain or loneliness. Anything like the overeating, drinking, abusing prescriptions, using drugs, entering into relationships that just make you feel something, overworking, staying in the bed, and the list goes on, is not the answer. So if you hear nothing else today, and this is not even the topic, this is a bonus, and it's free, let me be clear on this one thing. The only one who can bring true healing from pain that you have now and give you real purpose for the future you didn't plan on is God, period. And to get there from where you are means being in relationship with him, not praying, take the pain away, make it feel better. I can't stand this anymore, but in relationship with God, sharing how you feel. Absolutely but then also listening to what he says. Now, I've told you how I went after God. So I looked for sermons on faith, on heaven, and on proving to God that he was wrong in allowing Monica's death. Now, here's the first thing for you to do. Go after God, whatever it looks like. If you can't pray, just do what my friend Ernie says. She says, just say, Jesus. There's power in his name. He will hear you and he will be with you. And you'll see that through what other people say. Like you need to hear something and a friend calls out of the blue because it's on their heart to call you and they will say the very thing that you needed. You might feel that presence through songs that feel like a conversation with God. You might find doors opening for you that you had no idea would be for you. You'll get these glimpses all along the way to show you that there is a bigger picture, even if you can't see it yet. In my going after God, I was exhausted quickly. It seemed like my battle was climbing Mount Everest to go from continuous tears and never-ending pain to just feeling normal again. I remember being very honest and telling God that I wanted to have a relationship with him like Monica did. I wanted to trust him as she had, but I didn't. I told him how angry I was and I asked him for the desire to read, to have relationship. And my desire started with me trying to prove that he had made the mistake. My desire continued because he made me curious. Ultimately, my desire turned from the why questions and the need for God to stop the pain to learning of God and his character. From that, my gratitude grew for all the things that I still had, and I no longer expected the pain to stop in order to be grateful. I no longer waited to cross the finish line of grief to praise him. I discovered that it was not about getting what I wanted, because God was giving me all that I needed. God is there for you through a relationship. If you have no desire to pray or read the Bible, that's fine. Maybe you could just pray for the desire to pray and read the Bible. See, just be honest. That's the point. Just be honest. I know God knows what's in your heart, but the relationship part, that comes from you sharing. You're going to be surprised at what happens. If you are trying right now to like read a chapter or spend this weird arbitrary amount of time in the Word, let that go. Don't shoot for 
like reading an hour, checking that box off for the day. Why don't you just accomplish two quality minutes? Read one verse today. Don't worry about chapters. Read one verse. Read the same verse tomorrow or choose a different one. Just go small and slow. Read the Bible when you can't sleep. You smiled on that one, didn't you? Look, relationship with God is the answer, period. And you may not be ready to hear that right now. And you may not be ready to hear that from me. And that's fine. But the sooner you get a hold of that, even as head knowledge, the better. This does not diminish the pain you're in. This does not diminish the struggle that you have, the losses that go beyond your loved one, the loss of a house, the loss of the life of a future of milestones together. It doesn't diminish any of that, but it does say that God is greater than those things. And that might sting because it did for me. Y'all, I never knew that relationship with God was the answer. So when people gave me Bible verses, I was like, yeah, thanks. But they didn't have power in my life. They were Bible verses. I thought the best outcome would be for God to take away the pain and help me function in this new world I was forced to walk in. Boy, was I wrong. The best outcome was building a relationship with him, my creator, to become what I was supposed to be and to walk in meaning and purpose. It doesn't matter where you are with God right now. I hope I give you hope on that aspect of things. Go after him in any way that you can. I'm living proof of that. So to recap, you know my husband loves a recap. Number one, go after God in any way that you're able to right now. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't. Number two, if you know in your head that you should, but you're angry with God or you question your faith or that he's real, then ask him for the desire to go after him. And number three, go small and slow, small and slow. Remember, this is a long process. It's a marathon. So just doing something each day is a win. Just be consistent each day. When you have it in your head, and I have said this to myself a million times, especially in grief, I can't. I just can't. And maybe you can't read the whole chapter, but what can you do? Start changing your mindset on this. Get off the can'ts, turn it around and say, maybe I can't do that, but what can I do? Because you can do something. So do something that you can do every day. The word of the week is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and it will settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. If you need more help, if you feel stuck, there is help available to you. There's help available on the website. You can seek out a friend, someone from church, a Christian coach or counselor, 
or if you just want to be a part of a faith-filled group of women who get the pain of grief, the priority of faith, and who encourage and support each other through the hard days, join the private Facebook group. Y'all, these women are incredible. You're going to feel welcomed and supported in a way that other people who haven't been through this can't. And we will always, always point you to the great physician and the true healer. Because without him, there is no true healing. You can find the link in the Grief to Great Day website or in the show notes. Our spotlight resource is a workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. In the first moments, the first year, and even into the second year after your loved one dies, the world just doesn't seem like it used to. It's upside down. So this workshop is like a compass. You'll never have to question which way is up. I'll walk you through the four most important actions to take right now after your loved one has died to help you deal with and heal from loss. I call it a workshop because I need you to understand there's work to be done. There are steps to take. Time does not heal all wounds. If you're just starting your journey and you have no idea what to do, this workshop will guide and direct your steps. You will grow closer to God, just what we were talking about, even when it's hard to pray. You'll work towards acceptance, even if that word makes you angry right now. And you'll know what to expect in your healing process. Buy this workshop for your journey or for someone you know needs this kind of help. It would make an awesome gift for you or for someone else. You can find the workshop on the website grief the number two great day.com don't forget thursday to listen to coffee and kathy a weekly quiet time with god to build trust every thursday on the grief to great day podcast at least through 2024 i've preached that you need to pray read and rise a lot and even in this episode it is the focus but i know in grief reading the bible can be hard you know you should but you don't for a lot of different reasons or feel that you can't. I know how that feels, so I'd figure I'd give you at least one way to have a consistent weekly devotional. Y'all know I'm not Kathy, but she was the sister to a childhood friend, and she wrote an insightful, wisdom-filled blog that I want to share with you. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, grab a smoothie if you're feeling like you want to get healthy, Get comfortable and listen to the Word of God through the lens of Kathy's life experiences. If you don't have a church home, you can visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you will need are in the show notes or on the website, grieftogreatday.com. Don't forget, you're not alone. I know it feels like it, and there are aspects of walking this journey that you have to do alone, but you are loved and supported by God, by me, and by the people in the Facebook group. This is not your forever, and God does have plans for you. Keep coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps toward healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. 
it's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.